Hello and welcome to Startup Chats, the podcast where we have frank and honest conversations with founders of small businesses. We'll dive into the tools, techniques and mindset required to start a business from those who have lived through it. This week I caught up with Maddie who set up Sidecake, a London tooting-based bakery business. It was great to talk to Maddie, she's super honest about her journey and the ups and downs of her business so far. From this episode you'll take away how important an open learning mindset is, finding your first customers, and following the path of least resistance when tackling problems. I hope you enjoy. Hi Maddie. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Good. Um, so could you tell us who you are, what your company is, what your company does? Yes. Yes. So I'm Maddie. Um, I created Sidecake and uh, as it's sort of evident in the name, we do cakes. Um, and it sort of has evolved now to brownies as well, like postal brownies. Yeah. Um, so baked goods, let's say. Okay. Okay. And I know you do brownies because I'm going to have some yeah. later during the podcast. <laughs> we'll do a live test, uh, a live uh, taste test. Yeah, no, it'll be good. It'll be good to see what you think as well. Yeah. Um, so fab. Okay. So uh, I'd love it if you could just tell me a bit more about like, what was the journey? Like where, where this, well, first of all, give me your background and yeah. then where did the idea come from? What's been the journey so far? Um, so as, as you know, I'm an actor um, and that is, creativity has always been something that I have really enjoyed and, and sort of feel like I need in my life. So given that um, we're in a global pandemic now and, and have been for some time, I think as there was no acting work and it was kind of becoming very mundane and I was looking for something to challenge myself, um, that was where the sort of impetus to actually start. I would almost say it was a blessing in disguise because it forced me to do something that I probably wouldn't have had time or the the, the want to do during normal life because, mm. you know, especially London life, you get so caught up and so busy that I, I might not have ever done it. Um, I think where it actually came from, I've always enjoyed baking. I've always really enjoyed cooking and baking and um, being creative in the kitchen. And I think at the back of my head, it was always a little pipe dream. Like, oh, I'd love to have a bakery. That that sounds really fun. I really enjoy baking and creating and and the kind of artistry behind it as well um and I like to think I'm I quite funny sometimes not always but sometimes and I enjoyed the the kind of copywriting element of running your own business as well that you get to say um what you want and how you want to portray yourself um and I think that appealed to me as well okay nice so it sort of came from like a, a desire to scratch that creative itch yeah yeah I think so and I think um I I think with baking particularly lots of businesses obviously have different needs and you need different qualities as a person but baking particularly I think you have to be a certain kind of person mm. um you have to be able to thrive in um sort of last minute jobs and um environments and, and not sort of live like a nine to five life a lot of people need that structure and I think that is my downfall in some elements, but in, in this situation, it works perfectly because I can kind of work my day around it. 
Um, and I think I sort of was looking for that next challenge, something that would challenge me and also, like you said, scratch that creative itch and enables me to feel in control again, because as most of us have found, we're not in any way, shape or form in control of our lives at the moment. And it enabled me to, to feel somewhat in control and, and allow myself to forge some kind of future for myself. Mm, okay. Do, does it, do you feel like, does it get you in the zone? Do you feel like in flow when you're baking or is it, is it Yeah, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some times where I'm just like throwing, you know, flour everywhere, yeah. there's mess everywhere. And it's not always um, sunshine and rainbows as, as a lot of bakeries uh, will allow you to think it is, you know, there's a lot of early mornings as well. And a lot of carrying heavy, objects back from the supermarket so um yeah what was the question sorry i forgot what the question was whether it gets you in your flow or oh yeah, like, yeah 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 definitely it definitely does as you said scratch that creative itch it definitely allows me to relax and be creative for sure yeah because i definitely i don't find that with uh <laughs> no. with i didn't really do much baking which is why I outsource my baking to, to people like yeah. you. Which um, I'm very grateful for. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, obviously the, the taste is going to be about 10 times better than I could uh, muster. And I would get much less, I get much less angry uh, than I would do if I had to bake myself. So all in all, it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing it. I mean, it's good for, it's good for a, uh baking companies that you you feel that way and, yes. and some people do which is great I know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um how did you come up with the name so that's really random one I think I think it actually came from um what I was looking for even prior to the pandemic was a job that I loved that I could do alongside acting because as many actors will tell you and I'm sure you know yourself it's it's not realistically it's not something you can ever live off unless you are making the big bucks and mm. even if you're doing you know good jobs and they're quite often it's it's you do need something else to supplement it with and I was sick of doing the same office jobs and the same things because I get bored very easily and I found that I needed something to challenge me um so I was looking for essentially a side hustle mm. which is where side cake came from um okay. because it was well what was supposed to be a side hustle but has now kind of become a primary hustle at the moment yeah. um it sort of was that and also a play on sidekick and you know being a bit of an underdog and you know having this small business i liked the idea of it being something small that could grow mm. um so yeah that that's kind of it was it was me trying to be a bit funny and clever um, but actually, it, it just sounds quite nice. So, yeah, <laughs> so that's yeah. where it came from. I, it's really interesting because I think that I think that a lot of people's uh, sort of side hustles or small businesses come from that kind of genesis as well of like wanting to scratch a creative itch or do something that people want to do anyway, and yeah. fit it around existing work or existing requirements, but then like build on it basically. Yeah, you know, like try and take something. It's like take a skill that you already have. Yes, exactly. How can I make money? Yeah. Well, not not. It's not about money, but I mean, you've got to live and be able to afford things, especially in London. So, how can I make my rent and enjoy and not want to tear my hair out? Basically. Yeah. 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 Did Did you have like a like a specific moment when you went, "I'm going to do this as a business," 
or, or was it like slower than that and started to you know percolate through I think it was a it was a gradual idea I've had the thought of like I said a bit of a pipe dream like oh maybe I'll do that one day for a long time and I've always said it to people um I, you know said oh if I wasn't this I would do this kind of thing hmm. um and I think I honestly am a fair believer in things happen for a reason and I think all of the skills that I've gained through in inverted commas side hustles that I've done along the way and, and odd jobs have um forged a path for creating a business um I think there was a point where you know it got to the point where I thought I have to do something I've not done before because I need that challenge I need I'm not earning enough money I'm you know because of the pandemic I didn't have a job for three months and I thought something has to change and Mm. I do not want to go back to doing especially now we can't go out and see people I do not want to do a job where I hate every day because that's all we've got at the moment Mm. um so that is how that was the kind of push that I needed um but it was quite a gradual transformation that I sort of spent ages creating this logo and and creating ideas and writing lots of cake names down and cake ideas before I even put it on Instagram, which is how it started. Mm. Um, I was so scared of, you know, the day that it finally launched because I was aware that everyone I knew who I was going to share it with would, you know, be in the spotlight of like, oh, this person who's never launched a business before has just launched a business in a pandemic. So, yeah. Yeah. But that, but that like, I think, a lot of people have that and that overcoming that fear factor is yeah. really is really good oh, yeah. and like Jump. <laughs> so it's scary but then in reality how like how was it how was it when you like launched uh, like using instagram it was amazing. The, yeah the support that i've got has been incredible and i think it, it you do get that um imposter syndrome where you think why am i launching a business like wh- who am i to launch a business hmm. um but actually, I'm so glad I did it, even even if it doesn't prevail, even if it doesn't end up being something that I do forever. I'm never going to regret starting something or trying something because you, you never do. Um, it's always important to try it. And I think that's that's kind of what ha- that was the impetus, like, oh, I've got to try it. Yeah. And then if it fails, it fails. But I've got nothing to lose at this point. Yeah. But that, I think that's so important to like getting over that fear bit and being like yeah I'm just gonna try it and see what happens and like learn along the way yeah yeah oh that's great and so I'm just gonna sorry I just need to check the cake yeah yeah go for it sorry I'm back Alex I've given Ben the uh the all-important job of taking it out when it's ready okay we're back how how are the cakes Yes, good, good. Uh, I was just saying, I realised you didn't have your headphone in, but I've uh, given Ben the all-important job of taking out the cake when it's ready. Okay. He's learning. Yeah, okay. But he hates <laughs> Yeah. Um, now might be quite a good time to... I, I'm not going to make it too, but because I've got one of your brownies here. That, that, Ooh, uh, it's a taste test. Yeah, I know. So Tell them, um, which, which brownie have you got? Um... That's a good question. Don't to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I do want you to. Salted caramel. It's got like a. It's got a. a no, like it's not. It's Terry's chocolate orange, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I, oh, I crumbled it in my hand. Here we go. <laughs> I'm not sure how good this is going to be for like <laughs> podcast listeners. ASMR. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you're about to hear me 
slurp some brownie. brownie I feel bad watching you. I won't watch you because I know you. <laughs> I don't like being watched. I'd eat. Yeah. I also have already eaten quite a lot of this. So um, the lockdown, the lockdown, uh, it's, it's like we need a bit of joy in lockdown. Yeah. And uh, I've definitely found that some like baked cakes, goods. yeah, baked goods have been. I mean, I've found that I mean, too, but I can't eat too much of my produce, otherwise, mm, I won't make it out alive. That's the danger, yeah. Mm. They are very good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You, so, you were there it's for. It's the texture for me. Texture is like, I don't know why I'm a real texture person. How would you person. describe the texture? Mm, like, I don't want to, <laughs> I'm just gonna end up. It's a great, like the crunch. And then the, I feel like I'm, uh, who's the guy off uh, MasterChef? Like the oh, Greg biscuit. Wallet. Is it yeah, Greg yeah, yeah. Wallet? It's just like great. There's a crunch, but it's the perfect amount of soft and chewy in the middle. Oh, that, that is great to hear. Very good to Texas, hear. Texas, Texas key. Um, but you, you've been there since, since the beginning because you were one of my first customers. Mm, yeah. Uh, and now I've evolved since October. So November, December, January, February. Four months. Okay. So, yeah. So tell me what, like, well, I'm interested to know what was, like, what did it feel like getting your first customer? Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how I did it was I, basically, I, I knew that, you know, friends and family would be, might be interested in in buying something or at least trying something Mm. usually for you know the sympathetic the pity kind of like oh well we better buy something yeah and my hope was that it would be good enough that they would want to keep coming back and that's always that's always what you want isn't it with Mm. customers especially small business but I made a cake for my friend um for her birthday and she said it was actually a bit naughty sorry Nadia but she knew this was happening um, I made a cake, but she I'd already given her loads of cake. So she said, please don't give me a full cake because there's only two of us and we don't want to eat it. So I made this pumpkin, spiced pumpkin cake with the salted caramel, um, like a drip on it, and it had berries on it as well. So it was like salty and sweet. Um, I gave them four slices. And then I we've got like a WhatsApp group that we started um, for our road when... COVID-19 started Mm. and I basically just put out a message and just said oh does anyone want any free cake I'm starting this business you know I'd love people to sample it and that is essentially how I ended up with customers to start with because okay I um basically had people off the back of that saying oh we really liked this or my friend's got a birthday can I order a cake and then it kind of ended up sort of word of mouth friends of friends family friends uh, and Instagram as well. Yeah. Um, Tooting is where, I, where I'm based is or near where I'm based is incredible for kind of community small business drive. So around the same time that I started um, when I was doing some research on Instagram, a lot of um, small businesses also started. It's kind of similar age groups, similar clientele. Um, and we kind of all spread the word, which was great as well. So a lot of my customers are, either based in Tooting or just outside Tooting, um, okay. aside from the postal brownies, which ship across the UK. So Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So that so that's really interesting, the like like using the community as like a like a good source of customer base, but also building like using that and building it off um yeah. off Instagram as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But I think the most important thing that I wanted more than anything was trust from 
I wanted to gain people's trust. So I knew that if I did a good job the first time, hmm. they would tell people about me. And that's a good example, actually. Today, I, I had a phone call from the brother of a girl that ordered, whose sister also ordered from me and is ordering again. So okay. I've got like a, a family in tow, which is great. Okay. Um, and that just that just kind of gave me um, the reassurance that I was you know doing the right thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you're getting that almost like uh it's like almost immediate feedback because if people are willing to recommend yeah your company to friends and family then it sort of like spreads and spreads yeah and I think especially um you know now you know with the phase of like donuts and cupcakes and brownies there's so many companies out there so I did sit and think for a while what can my thing be because mm. You know, there's so many people. Why choose me? But then, you know, it makes you think. Actually, there's there's enough there's enough people out there to have enough brownies to go around. You know, without crossing over. So yeah, I, I don't want to kind of monopolize a market. I just would love people to try cakes if they want to buy them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. looking for global domination. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. Not yet. We'll, we'll not come. Yet. We'll come to that. That's yeah. next year. <laughs> yeah. So, so how did you go about? Um, you said that you now have like a sort of postal service yeah. so ha- like explain to me that sort of transition of going from like neighbors down the road yeah. to like okay maybe not global domination but like <laughs> U- uk domination <laughs> so i think it started because obviously around the time i started we had halloween so that was seasonal and then it was um bonfire night and uh christmas mm. and i was doing christmas cakes as well because what I used to do before even starting this was I used to make a lot of cakes for friends and family because I really enjoyed it. Mm. And that was kind of, you know, people would say, oh, you have to go on Bake Off. But that, the idea of that, as great as that would be, having Noel or, you know, Paul Hollywood look over and judge your baking terrifies me because I'm not not great at being watched. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was doing these Christmas cakes and then I was thinking over the Christmas holidays God, now that season's over and that was a big season I was you know getting a lot of custom what am I going to do now because until Easter really you know I forgot about Valentine's Day which has been really good but what am I going to do that will grow the business and also I have a friend who lives in Coventry and she's so sweet and she just she just wanted to support me but like there, especially given the pandemic there was no way that I could get her the cakes to try mm um without you know it costing us both an arm and a leg so that was the next best solution I can send cakes that are fit for postal uh, delivery and won't be too damaged obviously you know some people send cupcakes and that's incredible I don't know how they do it but brownies are quite resilient so I thought yeah okay I can try that and there's lots of flavors you can do um and I can make it seasonal as well so yeah I thought for people that because I can do um you know London delivery people outside of London how can I get that to them how can I branch out basically okay and is it just just a case of like like going to the post office with a bunch of brownies and like can you box (laughs) these up and and put these in the post box for me yeah I always go to the post office and they're always like oh what's in there is it expensive and I make a joke and then they'll make a joke and say oh I'll take these for my tea you know the typical kind of chit chat of a yeah 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 um which is great because i mean we're not seeing anyone at the moment so that's that's as good as it gets at the moment yeah um <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean obviously if i 
if I were a bit bigger or um, I was getting regular orders. I'm going to the post office a couple of times a week, but mm. it's not enough to um, sort out like a postal courier service or anything at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but could be something to look into. But... It seems like you're like, yeah, fitting and adapting as like things change. Like yeah. I like the idea of, uh, you know, yeah, like figuring out what can fit in, like what's good to post, you know, yeah. rather than, you know, it's like just, you just, uh, you're like finding the easiest path like as you're I mean, growing and developing the business yeah I definitely say I'm not sure it's the most cost effective way I'm still it's a massive learning curve especially with costs because obviously I, I don't have a, a lot of money to throw into it and and it was still initially I wasn't sure if it was even going to work so I didn't want to put loads of money and invest in it mm. um, to find out that I didn't want to enjoy it and one of the first things that I had to buy was a second fridge because um our fridge we're in a rented house and it's very small um and the, i was chilling cakes but you know desperately trying not to have my boyfriend's you know salmon over it that kind of thing and i was like yeah. first of all this is not hygienic and i can't do this i'd have to yeah. clear out the whole fridge and put stuff in so i bought a second like a wine chiller so it was big enough that i could chill some cakes and put my ingredients in there but not big enough or costly enough that it would break the bank hmm. um and then if it didn't work out i could just use it for wine chilling so well exactly win. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah find the easy wins <laughs> yeah exactly yeah okay so uh, i'm interested to know what um so far what has been the biggest like what's been the biggest challenge and also what has been your biggest win so i'd say the the glaringly obvious challenge is my environment so obviously the kitchen that i'm baking in is our kitchen in our house mm. and the ideal solution would be to have you know a little rented studio kitchen or whatever but that's that's far too much money at the moment to to merit kind of you know to warrant having that but mm. um yeah it's just not having the space and and the storage for all the stuff that i want and need so there's running a business from your house when it requires and a lot of people have said this as well when it requires lots of bits rather than just a computer or whatever uh is quite the challenge for you and for anyone that has to um <laughs> subject themselves to it yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah for anyone you live with so that's been the most the, the biggest challenge um and the most rewarding thing i think I think it's just been seeing how it's grown and how I've progressed even in four months. Um, mm. Like I said, I often do have imposter syndrome and think, well, why, why, you know, people can bake their own cake. Why, why do they want to buy my cakes? Mm. Um, but also hearing, oh, I came from so-and-so who bought your cake. So-and-so told me about these cakes and said, recommended you. And that's been really nice to hear because it makes me, think that it's you know i'm doing a good job which yeah, is, yeah. is the most important thing i think that's probably important as well like as you're growing to yeah. make sure you celebrate the small wins because yeah, you know like if you think w when you're small y y one customer represents a sort of slightly bigger piece of the pie than you know in, in a year's time when you'll have 10 times as many customers or whatever yeah so it's yeah i think it is important to celebrate the small wins yeah absolutely and i think especially running a business mainly through Instagram because I, I need to create a website but in order to do that I wanted to 
have like a range of cakes, photographed cakes that people could pick from. So yeah. there's kind of steps that I need to do before that. Um, but I run my business mainly from Instagram and that's where I put pictures and, you know, people can see feedback and seeing the growth on that as well and how many people follow me now and, mm. you know, share things is great as well. That's That's a really good way of being able to kind of physically see in real time how it's growing or, or how you're doing yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's really important as well to, to so you feel like you're not kind of throwing stuff at the wall and, and not getting anything in return yeah and i suppose do you find like something like instagram is a good tool for like tracking that sort of that information as well like you, you sort of can get a direct like numbers of followers numbers of dms or or whatever that yeah kind of thing. i think definitely numbers of followers however um something that i've learned and now know a bit more about is algorithms of Instagram. And apparently, I'm saying this, I have no idea, but you know, it's come to like that likes and comments don't actually mean all that much with algorithms and mm. you need to kind of share it and, and save it, which sound it. And I don't want to keep, you know, pestering people. Oh, you must, you must do this to kind of, you know, everyone's got their own lives. So yeah. it's, it's very difficult to, work out what Instagram wants and needs to get more. So so my growth has mainly been through word of mouth or people sharing and their friends have seen and they've thought, oh, I, could, I you know, quite like some cupcakes or brownies. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I wonder whether that's, yeah, so with the algorithm thing, there's the like, is that to get onto the search page? So the better they are, you know, the, the more you're hitting the algorithm, the more likely people are going to see you on when they just yeah, go on the Yeah, I also page. think it has something to do with their own feed as well, how often you come up in their own feed. Um, oh, I see, okay. So yeah, yeah. obviously if that's true, that's frustrating if I've put a lot of work into taking nice pictures or, mm. or anything. And that's something else actually that's quite interesting to talk about because when you first start, obviously you are kind of um, sort of a bit blind and you're you're kind of fumbling about in the dark, but you're not really sure what you're doing. So I think it's good to see your evolution from your pictures on Instagram. Even in four months, I've mm. realized, you know, people are like, oh, you're getting better and better, which is really great to hear because I have learned more and I am I am progressing. Mm. Um, so I think, I think certainly you have to remember that you will start from the bottom and work your way up and there's no shame in that. And people, people know that as well, you will get better yeah that sounds like it's something i was going to ask about anyway the sort of uh like mindset required to start a business but it sounds like uh well would you agree like like having a really open like accepting that you're not going to know everything and but like being yeah. open and learning as you as you develop has that been like important has that been something that's that you've been like, yeah i think so and i think also not being afraid to ask people questions like I I one of the girls um actually I think are a couple who started another um, Instagram business in tooting mm. um I direct message her and a couple of other people saying oh what how do you ship your um item and what do you do with this and and have you found this works um and just not being afraid to feel small in a big mm. pond because mm. I think there's no shame in starting and being fresh and and people knowing that because i think that's almost more likely to get you customers because people will follow the journey with you yeah that's really interesting that's nice that like like people are really supportive of 
small businesses. Uh, and I was going to say earlier, it sounds like you've got quite a good, like solid base because it's been done through word of mouth rather than, yeah. you know, if, if you'd managed to do something on Instagram and you end up with loads of followers, but it actually doesn't equal, you know, it's, they're one-time customers. Whereas yeah. getting a solid base of people who like solely are repeating, repeat, I repeat think orders. with cake as well, it's almost easier than say if you had a clothing or a furniture brand. Mm. You know, it, it's perishable. You eat it, it's gone, kind of thing. Mm. So, and and people, in one way, it's harder because if it tastes bad, that's a no, no. You're never going to get a customer again. But mm. if it's good, um, you know, it it's not something that will ever age badly because you know it's it's something that people will continually want. And I think in yeah. in the circumstances we're in at the moment, people like you said need a pick me up, need something that can get them through the week or something to look forward to in the same way that companies who have thrived from zoom, um, you know, workshops or wine subscriptions or that kind of thing. You've got to look at what people might want. And Mm. it just happened that this was a good time to set up a business because, you know, people, people are online more and they're looking and they're spending more time scrolling, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So, so that's interesting that, so how, what sort of like product development, how do you go about uh, thinking of like cake ideas or, or brownie ideas? Um, how do you like, how do you get feedback in terms of, is Ben like a taster in chief? Taste tester. Much yeah. to his, uh, after a while, please don't give me any more cake. <laughs> yeah. um, well, actually it started, so my, my grandma, uh, I was a strange child. My grandma used to get um, good food magazines, like, she'd have them and then she knew how much I loved food even when I was really young and she would take cut out the recipes that she liked and then give me the the rest of the magazine while you know normal kids were playing with cars and dolls which I was too but Mm. I loved these magazines I love looking at the pictures and I think from just absorbing information about food and flavors I understood pairings better and sweet and savory and having a bit more of a open mind and a um informed palette i suppose you could say um and i think because of that i am find it easier to kind of pair things together that might not naturally go together i say that as if i do like you know fish and egg cupcakes i don't do that at all i just mean i don't know i think natural pairing yeah such a natural pairing (laughs) but also i think um what came first actually was the idea that I could play on words for names of cakes. Mm. So more than the actual cake itself, I was thinking, oh, what what funny pun can I make <laughs> to, yeah. to create a name for a cake? And then what flavor can I use to do that? And seasonal flavors, you know, Christmas cake and then, you know, sticky toffee cake or pumpkin cake. And then mm. what might people want in springtime? And I think what I've realized is a lot of people want to be told, you know, they'll come to me and say, I want a cake. And then they'll say, but I have no idea what cake I want. And I and then they say, oh, what do you like? What does the, your person that you're buying for, what do they want? Mm-hmm. And we kind of create a mix together. So I've had people say, oh, my husband really likes lemon drizzle. Now, obviously lemon drizzle is a cake, but it's more like a loaf and I wanted to make it more of a cake. So it became like a lemon curd cake with like, mm-hmm. um, you know, fresh lemon and thyme and things like that. And, and then, um, yeah, so sort of deconstructing what people want and creating something 
that they didn't even know they wanted. Okay, so so it sounds like quite a like customer led like uh, yeah. process to make sure you're hitting all but the they right. Also, yeah. They also give me the freedom to create, you know, an aesthetic that I might want to do. So a lot of people have just said, I want this flavor. And I've said, well, what do you want on the top? And they've just said, oh, you can do what you like, which is great because mm. it means I get to experiment and, and also learn along the way. I mean, I've had some horrendous experiences as well, which is, is a definitely story. Like, for example, I had a... Um, can get like edible glitter like edible metallic stuff and it created this i thought oh that's great i could create this drip around the cake yeah i need to get better at planning exactly what it's going to look like but i'm very spontaneous so i don't do that uh, anyway i created this drip and then tasted it and realized it tasted like alcohol like pure ethanol oh, wow. and it was all around the side of the cake and i'd like intricately laced and and designed oh, wow. this cake yeah so I had to then go back and, and sort of wipe off all of the drips and then re-ice it. So yeah. you do learn things along the way. It's not all, you know, yeah. amazing experiences. Yeah. It's, it can be really tough. And there's been a lot of late nights, but it's yeah. worth it when you see people and you hear the response from people yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And what, what does the next, like, uh, what does the next sort of six months to a year hold? And then, and then beyond that, what do you think the next like uh, like five years holds? So I think, I think I would like to challenge myself more. So people have a couple of people asked me if I do wedding cakes, which is not inherent. It's not what look you know my style looks like on Instagram, but mm. I would love to try that as well. And they might not be, you know, beautiful intricate royal ice piped wedding cakes but i would like to try something that is a bit different okay so i think it will be challenging myself further and also most importantly really honing the skills that i've learned so far because i, I obviously well you know this but some people might not know i didn't i taught myself to bake and taught myself to design things and you know watched a lot of programs and um, youtube videos and magazines and all sorts so it's it's learning as I go along and there are some things that I've learned now that I know every time fail safe um not to do or to do so that's been really useful okay so and then five years domination world domination, like world domination absolutely no <laughs> uh I don't know do you know I don't want to I mean what I need to do is is really work on the actual admin side of it and work out what I need to do to either boost the the um, incomings to help with the outgoings and then mm. I can you know put the feelers out elsewhere and spread a bit further grow a bit um, but I don't want to set in stone what I might be doing cake wise because I think there has been a natural progression that I didn't ever imagine mm. um, like with seasons and with the brownies, I never thought I'd be doing coastal brownies. But I think, you know, each month some some new challenge comes or I think of something new or someone inspires me. And I think that for me is what works a bit of spontaneity because that's that's what I'm like as a person. Okay. So that's Reed quite organized, but <laughs> yeah. spontaneous, let's say. Yeah. But I suppose it, it sort of allows you like the the product that you have like allows you to to be flexible to yes. changing yeah, customer not. habits, changing demands. Like I was yeah. thinking when you said about weddings, whether 
like because obviously there are so many people who uh like do like how do people celebrate that day that they should have got married because it's happening yeah. all the time now because they've had to push actual weddings back into 2021 2022 so like do, would people want little wedding cakes to celebrate on the day that they should get married or like yeah. you know it's like how do you adapt to what the market and the uh like the changing environment that's the thing and i think working out what is working well obviously that the postal brownies i can send further afield so that has been um popular because mm. there are people that i'm friends with or people have seen that um want to to taste them but wouldn't have been able to taste cupcakes and i think also the next thing on my list is to do a website and to have the options on offer like i said people don't always know what they want they just know they want something nice and they mm. want to do a you know a birthday cake other other people know exactly what they want that's great um but it would be nice to have the options there in front of them rather than having to message me and say oh how much is this what do you do yeah and yeah, have it kind okay. of more set in stone and i think that for me will aid the progression definitely okay website website yeah okay. cool yeah. And uh, last couple of questions. Yeah. What, like, I'd love to know what advice you would give to anybody listening who is thinking, yeah, I want to set up a business or like, I want to sort of turn my creative thing that I like to do into a side into a side hustle. Is yeah. there any like any any top tips or advice? So I think, firstly, have a clear idea of what you want to do. So it doesn't have to be completely set in stone. You know, I will make cushions and they will be blue if you know what I mean that that's too rigid but and and being able to be flexible I think it has something to do with it as well sort of being able to change and adapt if needed Hmm. but I also think sometimes there it I don't know you've rephrased that (laughs) I think sometimes we're so scared that we don't do something and it hinders us so I think what's important is if you have a really good idea or you think it's a good idea, believe in that idea and run with it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You tried, but if you don't try, you'll never, that's so cliche, but if you don't try, you never will know. And I think I could have very easily not set up Sidecake and mm. thought, well, what am I going to do now? But now I have created something that I really enjoy. I enjoy the branding as well, all the kind of um, creative, I don't know, um, marketing side element that I didn't think I would enjoy as well. Mm. Um, And I'm gaining new skills by doing this that are transferable for huge amounts of things that I never thought I would have as well. So more than anything, it's about giving yourself an opportunity to be as all-rounded as possible, I Mm. think, as well. Yeah, it sounds like a real like a uh, like mind yeah like we talked about before like mindset thing like having yeah. that open like lose that fear the fear of yeah. like better to have tried it than to you know let fear stop you and not make that step. But I should say of course you're going to be scared. Of course you're going to feel like a fraud. Of course mm. there's going to be reasons not to do it. But I think if you have an idea, there's no point not trying it because either you do it or someone else will have the similar idea and then they'll do it and you'll have to watch them do it so you might as well try it yourself yeah and there's no shame in if it all goes wrong really yeah 
yeah better to have tried it exactly <laughs> and uh lastly where where can uh, where can people find you what's the yeah. what's the um, so instagram, if you have instagram uh you can find me at sidecake london um if you don't have instagram you can email me for prices or for um whatever you might like at hello at sidecake london.com um and there still soon will be a website as well so hopefully people will be able to find me there um but yeah get in touch great you want to order some cake great maddie thank you very much thank you thanks for having me Thanks so much for listening to Startup Chats. Do check out Sidecake on Instagram and mention the discount code NEWBUSINESS. I can testify they're absolutely delicious and I'm hoping my audio eating didn't put you off. Also, please share this podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you've got a business idea, no matter how big or small, head over to www.theseedhub.co.uk and we can get you started. See you next time.